Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and today I get to sit and chat with Dr. Sean Carney, a board-certified and licensed naturopathic physician in Connecticut, where he formerly served on the board of directors for the Connecticut Naturopathic Physicians Association. He has also been an adjunct professor at the University of Bridgestone College of Naturopathic Medicine, and he has been featured on numerous television and radio programs all over the world. He's pretty incredible. He's got great information for us. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm always super excited to bring you amazing tools and tips to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety. Join me every Wednesday as I bring you a new episode every week. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Sean Carney, a naturopathic doctor in Connecticut. I'm excited for you to be with us. I appreciate you making time for us. I'm also excited that you're a Mindset Grow ambassador. Welcome, Dr. Sean Carney. Introduce yourself. Hi, Dr. Lisa. Hi. Uh, great, great to be on the show. And I really like what you're doing, uh, you know, by way of Thank um, you. your shows and the message you're putting out to the community. So, I mean, that's what got my interest. Good. I, I am happy that you're a listener and I appreciate you. Uh, and I'm glad that you enjoy my, my show. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. So uh, naturopathic medicine, it's not licensed in every state in the country, probably about 23 or 24 at this point. Um, naturopathic physicians get four years of medical school training. The first two years are the same as your medical doctors, right? So we get like biochemistry, physiology, anatomy, board exams, but the last two years are completely different. So the medical doctors, their last two years is all pharmacology. And then our last two years are more using the constituents of the body. So the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, neurotransmitters. Um, and we're trying to restore balance and proper function in the least invasive way yeah. possible. At least we should be. I don't know yes. about the other guys out there. <laughs> but right. So it's, it's, it's might be uh, nutritional supplements, but also um, botanical medicines that are generally less invasive physical medicine, so training things like chiropractic or acupuncture, low-level laser, and then some of the energetic medicines, things like homeopathy. Yeah. And so half what I do ends up being more detective work, trying to understand a case and yeah. how a person got to where they are instead of just symptom management. I love that. And I think every doctor should do that. But of course, it's not like that with uh, the uh, Western medicine. What... Um, got you to want to, or how long have you been treating anxiety? I know that one of the things that you treat is anxiety and ADHD. Yeah. What was your interest in treating people? And, and Sure. So I've been practicing 13 years and this topic came up because in my, um, among my first degree relatives, so someone has anxiety and someone else with OCD, right? So um, I've seen how, those concerns can affect, you know, quality of life and, you know, for people themselves as well as those around them. Yeah. 
And I, I am happy to have you on because most of my listeners, they don't want to get on medication or if they're on medication, they want to get off. That's their goal. And I think that's the case for a lot of people with anxiety. Um, they're anxious about taking a pill. Um, even that causes some anxiety. So I love what you're doing. Um, tell us a little bit about what type of approaches you use with your patients that have anxiety. So um, I mentioned some of the different types of tools that we'll use by way of interventions. Um, I mean, we'll also do things like laboratory testing and trying to understand how the body's out of balance, right? So maybe, so detective work ends up being part of it, yeah. um, right? If a person's low in certain nutrients, that can contribute to anxiety. Um, if they have an undiagnosed infection, right, that can cause anxiety. I mean, we've had cases where, Lyme disease cases or strep, Bartonella, and yeah. sometimes it's inflammation in the brain, but anxiety or OCD can be their primary causes, you yeah. know, their primary symptoms, primary symptoms, I should say. Yeah. Or even some of the genetic testing, right? Where you can uh, look at some of the, the genes, the MTHFR, the COMT, yeah. right? And find mutations there that can translate into um, into some of the symptoms that we're talking about. Yeah. And I think that should be the approach every doctor should take, a, a, you know, creating um, or, or finding out the, the root cause of what's happening because it's sometimes just vitamin D is low and that can trigger. And once you have symptoms of anxiety, any little symptom that mimics anxiety can trigger um, a panic attack. So really, really love what you do. You also wrote an ebook. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so. That's uh, anxiety in the post-pandemic, right? Uh, in the post-pandemic world. So, uh, with the ebook, the real push with that came after seeing a publication in 2022 that looked at the um, they they did MRIs of um, of adolescents, and about 40% of our patients are pediatric, right? So, so that's a space that's you know a population that is important to me. Um, but uh, they compared MRIs of um, adolescents during the pandemic and with ones uh, with peers from before, and it was interesting because they um, they also used um, a, a, like a machine learning program to assess the biological age of of the brain, right? So on their on the tests, they found that the post pandemic group had things like decreased cortical thickness and uh, a lower uh, lower volume in uh, spaces like the uh, hippocampus, amygdala, areas of the brain that are associated with memories and fear mm -hmm. right? um, compared to the pre-pandemic group. So uh, just that there was structural Difference. changes taking place yeah. associated you know, with the, the trials that you know, the people were experiencing and, you know, and, and of course, you know, with related to the anxiety depression that had been greatly exacerbated by, you know, by those circumstances. So I, I thought that was, you know, important and fascinating. Um, but then I included some good information in there too. It wasn't all just bad news. <laughs> right. So some of this is that there's um, things like meditation. Yeah. Right. And that's something you talk about on the show, which I, I, um, I have a strong uh, interest in, um, but the meditation 
practitioners had been shown to have uh, better protection for against brain aging. So totally different study. Not this is not the yeah. 2022 group, right? But um, but I wanted to pull the data together, right? Yeah. So that when you see the bad news, there's also action steps in there that you can do, right? Because that's naturopathic physicians were all were often trying to deal with lifestyle management, right? Um, I was going to go off on the side tangent for a sec, <laughs> but um, we just off air, we were just talking about like insurance, right? And like we're, yeah. we're networked with a number of health insurance companies, but um, but so often that mindset that, you know, of like, I'm just going to pay the copay, I'm just going to get my prescription and then my hands are off my health um, and the doctor is just, you know, getting a numeric diagnostic code and it's going off to insurance companies paid for like five to 10 minute follow-up. Like, that you know there's there's so little self-responsibility in that way of managed care yeah um that um it's it makes it harder when people are really trying to be more proactive with their health and um now let food be thy medicine and and trying to incorporate this in more of a natural rhythm um so we will discuss with our patients things like nutrition and things like exercise and meditation. And so to bring it back to the, uh, the meditation. Um, so the telomeres, telomeres are these little protein caps that protect the chromosomes and um, it's involved with the replication of cells, but telomeres have been shown to work better and uh, be more robust among longtime meditators compared to people that were not practitioners. Right. So what, what does that show us? That shows us that not only can anxiety and stress and how we feel affect our physical body, but then that we can use our body. We can use different practices to try to also turn that around. And medications can have their place. I mean, I used to be an EMT and they used to be an environmental science field tech. So, you know, if, you know, if there's numbers and things that we can measure in the data, that's that speaks to me. That's important. Um, but you know, we should also be trying to, you know, help ourselves out of this, yeah, not just rely on a prescription. Meditation has changed my life and has changed many of my patients' lives. So beneficial. The first time I learned or went to a meditation class, I thought it was weird. Mm. And, you know, I'm Latina and we don't grow up with that stuff. And I remember, I think it was just a very advanced uh, class for me and I didn't like it. And I gave it another uh, shot and went to another class. It was more basic, loved it, fell in love with it almost, I guess, 25 years ago. I've been meditating ever since, um, but every single day for about maybe 21 years now, and I have rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, and it has changed my life. It really helps with pain, of course, stress and anxiety, but with my pain. So really powerful. I know you had, uh, you grew up next to a Buddhist. Uh, <laughs> tell right. us about that. That's Isn't that very interesting. Of all the places where you end up. <laughs> <laughs> But I start, yeah. So where I grew up, there was a, a Buddhist monastery in the, like um, in that area in New York. And um, so in my adolescence and early 20s, got uh, um, quite a bit of time and, and opportunity for wow. learning about self-awareness, 
it was yeah. funny. You know, in college, I committed for my undergraduate. And, you know, um, I remember doing like a, a week long retreat. I was a double major, environmental science and philosophy. And so, you know, getting the, the permission slip from the instructor is like, you're going to be <laughs> gone for a week, like a meditation retreat. You know, the philosophy guys could understand that. <laughs> but it was, um, you know, the one of the first um, presentations or talks that I went to, yeah. the um, the practitioner, this was uh, a, a teacher from Thailand, and it was on the topic was using the body to heal the mind, right? And so they did a, a series of rhythmic meditations. Everyone thinks just sitting, watching, you know, following the breath. Uh, in this tradition, it was more of like a, like a folded arms. But the you know the ideas is that. Um, using the body to heal the mind, right? And so, so many people do this with things like exercise, right? Where it helps them feel good. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, at the gym, the, like the last couple of days, and I increased my the free weights that I do um, back to back. And you know, like you, you walk out of there and you just feel good, good. Yeah. right? And so, um, go Dr. Carney. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, but my my point is, you know, now what about the patient that, like, you know, that isn't engaged in their health, yeah, right? And they're, you know, maybe they're just staying at home, but you know, they're just relying on a, a prescription, thinking that that's going to get them from A to B to C. You know, it's like there's other tools that we have. We're talking about meditation. We're talking about just using your physical body, right? Um, so the exercise would be another one. Of you know the, these are things that um, and again you know whether it's obviously I deal a lot with supplements and botanical medicines, but um, you know and but you know we don't want people to just use that yeah if they're trying to get off a prescription or something we want you know people to take the reins too yeah yeah it's what we do in between is what I tell my patients it's what you do in between our sessions that's important it's not yeah. just the one hour of therapy that you get with me. It's what you need to do in between. Very important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, everyone's, you know, you know, it's, it's our lives, right? So the, the more stake we can have in there, the better and the better outcome, of course. Yeah. I think that's changing. I think more people are aware of how important our mind is and they're doing more things to take care of themselves, not only physically, but mentally too. I think awareness is very important. Um, you're a Mindset Grow Project ambassador. Why do you think it was important for you to do that? Well, I wanted to um, help support the message that you're trying to, to send in reaching out. Uh, right to our our younger population and trying to have a, um, a a positive influence in that area, um, and to you know to have some of these types of discussions, um, so that things can become more accepted and part of our culture. Um, like for example, while I'm now I'm in the process of developing some curriculums one of the things I'm looking at is some of the material out of blue zones, right? Mm -hmm. So blue zones, yeah. you know, if you're looking at that, it's, it's, um, you know, it's anti-aging, right? And <laughs> stuff, some of the marketing, <laughs> it. but, you know, but this is quality of life. You know, they're yeah. looking at, at people gathering and people having some downtime. Yes. 
and social interaction, um, right? So that, that important that important aspect of community. Um, my clinic's in, in Newtown, Connecticut. Um, my family, we were living in Sandy Hook at the time when the massacre happened in 2012. So of course that's left ripples throughout um, you know, this area um, in terms of anxiety, depression, um, right? And so it's so important to um, try to support people, you know, in at any stage in life. Yeah. But, you know, if we can address some of this when people are younger um, and get some positive messages out there, uh, then, you know, it can change the game for people as they as they get older. Yeah. I think normalizing is the way to go. I always say, you know, we can spread awareness, but, you know, I think that we have done a lot, but there's still a lot uh, of work to do to normalize mental health. We shouldn't have to wait until we have anxiety to go and learn how to take care of our brain and our mind. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Just the way we learn that we shouldn't eat 20 pieces of bacon every day because it's not good for our health. Um, Just like we learn to brush our teeth, I think it's important. And I think that's the only way to do it is to start with these young kids to educate them about how important our mind is and how our mind and our brain is connected to the body and the body as a whole is important. Um, So you're in Connecticut. Do you see people outside of Connecticut? Oh, we certainly do. Um, for our patients that are right. So inside the state of Connecticut, I can be in network with the insurance companies, order labs. Um, this, the scope is much more restrictive when you get, uh, you know, for, for patients outside this, the state. So we, we have a folks sign a form that, that where I'm a wellness consultant, I'm putting that in like a little quotes, <laughs> right? Uh, so we, we can't call those a you're a patient. We have to call you a client. client right? yeah. The lawyers have thought of everything. Well, you know, know. We do a lot of virtual care. Good, good. I'm excited for that because I know I have, you know, I have a lot of um, listeners from all over and there's, they're always looking for functional medicine, um, naturopath doctors that are willing to take their time to find out what will help them feel better and not just prescribe that tiny little pill, um, Xanax, um, like most doctors do. So I'm excited that you see people outside of, of Connecticut. Um, where can they find you? So our website is anynaturalmedicine.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Dr. Sean Carney. Good. Well, I'll post all that information in the show notes. Any other pearls of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners? I would try to be more humble than say wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I would say, you know, for, for some of the folks that are really struggling, uh, one of the topics that sometimes I'll get into with people is something that I would call self-identification, right? So, um if we just think of ourselves like, like our, our ego self getting through the day. And if that's all we consider of ourselves, we're really limited. Yeah. Um, As opposed to exploring practices that help us identify other aspects of who we are. Right. And so that might be the, um, a a more negative 
um, rudimentary kind of child consciousness yeah. um, that's in its own way trying to be protective um, or, but also, you know, also there's aspects to who we are. That's you know more of that kind of higher self, divine self. And maybe you have to go in and, and polish and, and do some um, practice to better access it. Right. And that might be through religion or, um, you know, what, what, you know, what people call it, you know, the God self, universal self, whatever flavor works for them. <laughs> right. But the idea is trying to identify ourselves you know, with these different aspects. Yeah. And then you have a, you have a, can recognize a support system that you can lean on and reach out to, to help accomplish some of the change because our, our ego self um, can't do it alone. It, yeah. It's limited. Right. Right. And so, you know, it, it, to me, it's tools in the, in the toolkit, right? So the more tools you can have there. Um, and so, you know, and sometimes we need disciplines to now. So practices and habits, right? I mean, research has shown us forming a habit. The average is 66 days, right? I mean, anxiety itself, anxiety is a habit, right? There's a fear beneath the anxiety. So how do we trickle down and, and tap into and dial into what that fear is? Well, that's an exploration mm-hmm. and psychotherapy is great, um, but it's not the only tool we have. And we may need to develop some of these other ones to help us be able to kind of crack into and more effectively deal with that habit. It all, you know, yeah. comes down to quality of life. Yep. And everyone is different. I tell my patients that all the time. Find what works for you. Everyone is different. And that's why I think with a doctor like you who will sit with their patient or their client and <laughs> explore, um, it's it's you know, I, I feel and I think that everyone with anxiety should see a functional medicine or a naturopathic doctor because you are going to take the, the time that it takes to explore and to find out exactly pinpoint what's going on and not just, you know, prescribe that pill. How long are your um, initial sessions with a client or patient? Well, first visits are an hour. Wow. And, and so many of the patients, I would say at least, ha- at least half that are coming here for anxiety or depression, um, they've never heard of the MTHFR genetic mutation when I, when I asked them about it. I call uh, it and the motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, well, excuse me. I said, I call it the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if we could go there on the podcast, Dr. Lisa. <laughs> All of my yeah. n- listeners know that I am, uh, yeah, I, I don't hesitate <laughs> <laughs> with the bad but, words. <laughs> but um, we can test that through Quest. Right. And, you know, there's salivary testing that we'll do for our pediatrics or maybe, you know, the urine testing we'll do if we're doing organic acids. Right. So we can help the younger kids, too. But but you can on blood work through Quest. And so if someone's been on prescription for years and managed and diagnosed for years and they've never even had this conversation, they're more than happy to go do the blood work. I mean, some of the insurance companies are going to be boneheads and not cover it. Yeah. That's where we've got other ways to try to deal with it. And I can't say that 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 one gene is always like the answer. Yeah. But I've had cases where you just get, it is. I've had, you know, where people say it's a weight lift off their shoulders. 
just getting them on a special form of the folate. Yeah. Right. Because these are things that you can do that aren't just for a research base. There, there's an action step we can take mm-hmm. to try to right. You can't change the genes, but you can try to bypass the problem. Yeah. Or eliminate, you know, things with folic acid or, you know, whatever, eliminate foods and, um, you know, all that stuff. Right. On on that case, it's, um, right. It's where their body has trouble changing, uh, adding adding the methyl group to the folic acid. Right. So, so um, if they took a non-methylated form, the person really wouldn't be able to use it. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's a, some people that then will feel worse on it, but uh, I think most of the cases would probably benefit from it if the, but it depends how many mutations are present. Yeah. Um, It's not always a showstopper um, for, you know, for using the supplement, but that's just an example, right. Of uh, a possible workup that most clinicians could do. And they just, they just won't. Yeah. <laughs> really or don't know. I mean, I don't know, or don't know about it. And Quest is everywhere almost. I think it's nationwide here in the I U.S. Think, I think so. I think so. so yeah. I mean, the radio listeners won't see, but I, for my, it, we're doing this on some of the um, Instagrams, right? So, it, but yes. with this picture, if you if I move this picture, you can see where I bang my head against the wall. <laughs> So, you know, but just dealing with the insurance companies and the yeah. way that the coverage um, can be so restrictive in when trying to access and help a person. Yeah. Um, there, there can be answers that just haven't been explored. Yeah. That's why I hate insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> right? Limits are, are what we want to do. And for the patients, you know, it becomes a little harder for them. But yeah, that's another topic. That we, right, that that's a that different. We, that's a different uh, <laughs> episode that we can talk about for hours. Um, anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I hope everybody's hanging in there, and you know, getting some kind of, um, you know, trying to get some kind of action steps from our discussion. You know, maybe some little kernels of inspiration. And depending where they are, right? Some folks are having trouble leaving their home. Some folks are out and about, yeah. right? Um, I, I think one of the questions that I get asked a lot is, is it possible for me to get better without medication? What would you say to that? Yeah. So to that, I mean, it's a journey. It's a journey. Every case is different. I mean, we've definitely had people get better without medication, mm-hmm. Um I, it all has its place depending on the severity of the case. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely will help people transition off the medications. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think people that end up on things like Lexapro and they gain like 20 pounds on it. Yeah. You know? I mean, That's and they already it. had concerns, you know, about their mental health before. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and it's still not helping completely um, eliminate their anxiety. And I see yeah. that often, but yes, it's possible to get off your medication. It's possible to heal. Um, it just, it is a journey. You do have to put in, put in the work. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Anything else before we end? I can't think of anything else offhand. Um I think we answered everything. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited for our listeners to hear this episode. Um, and again, I appreciate your time. 
Great. Thanks for the opportunity, Dr. Lisa. Uh-huh. We'll Keep up the good you. work. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Anxiety Doctor and online at www.drlisacortez.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time.